Alright, uh, so I guess welcome back to another Hidden City Roller podcast. This time we have three people on the podcast rather than the usual two. Uh, we have, for all your buttery goodness, Butters. Hey, how's it going? You have no idea how long I've been waiting to use that one. I've been thinking about that all week. Buttery goodness. Yeah. Just a week. Next time I want to... Yeah. <laughs> next time put somebody else in place and say, I can't believe it's not Butters, I think, is the next. <laughs> so good. Uh, and uh, we're joined as well by Clint, also in the, the Western Australia contingent of the Legend of the Five Rings community. How's it going, Clint? Hey, how's it going? Good, good. Excellent. So what's your what's your Discord um, or Jigoku handle, Clinton? Um, honestly, I've taken a break um, recently, but it used to be Bethrazen. So, Bethrazen. if anyone really wants a game, let me know. I'm more than happy to jump on and try my cool. ridiculously silly decks. Nice one. Nice. You said that you were an L5R player from a while back, yeah? Yeah, when I, when I mean a while back, I mean the start, as in basically Imperial with the Celestial Swords and all that fun. Walked in, started the game, and here we are, what, 20, 22 years later? Yeah. Yep. After a short intermission. Yeah. So when was it? When did we start playing? That was like ninety eight, ish. Ninety nine, something like that. Yeah. 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 Kind of around the time where uh, I think was it Wizards of the Coast got a hold of it and made Hitomi some sort of dark god, dragon killer, and all the rest. And we went, oh, okay. Yeah. The, all fun. the obsidian, the obsidian <laughs> hand times. That was it. And it was gob- yeah. there was goblin decks and other glorious things. Oh, please bring back the Shadowlands. I want to see the good old evil goblin swarm decks. Yeah. Yeah, I would love to see a Shadowlands deck. Yeah. I have a feeling we might be waiting a little while for that, though. Yeah, I think someone I'm, I was talking to, I was thinking it was you, Nathan. Basically, we had a, like an idea of how they could really introduce it. Instead of actually having a stronghold, you have like support of the Shadowlands, which kind of gives you like 18 mm. influence, and then you can just kind of corrupt a clan. Yeah, that wasn't wasn't me, but I, that does sound good. I think what you do, though, if you're going to do like a support of the Shadowlands or a... Or a Jigoku ring effectively or whatever or something like that you'd basically um make it so that like you don't lose honor from things anymore but you can't get honor victories and all that kind of stuff so it's just yeah, like, raw, like raw grossness from Shadowland stuff yeah back in the days of the original Shadowland stronghold basically you can't gain can't lose honor and that's it yeah yeah mm-hmm. but, but I mean that yeah. they would need to backfill a whole bunch of Shadowlands cards though right so well that's it I think you could yeah. you could make it anywhere like if you wanted to, if they had enough Shadowland stuff out there with it like at the moment what have they got they got the goblin the oni is there anything else yeah it looks like they're getting some new ones in the imperial cycle i saw something vaguely like an undead gigantic chicken a uh, bone chicken or something oh okay on one of the pictures what? if you look at some of the pictures usually um i find that in the rpg and all the rest that the pictures are used in upcoming cards and one of them uh, is yeah, yeah, effectively yeah. a skeleton bone chicken that a crab sam- uh, samurai is basically about to pummel in the head. An undead fushicho. Probably, yeah. yeah. There's the, uh, what do you call it as well? The um, crab guy that you have to sacrifice somebody for him to get into a combat? That would be cool. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no well, that's, that's a card. The, the tainted hero. Yeah, yeah, that's the third one. That's, that's the one. Yeah. yeah, no, that's, so three. But um, you could run it. I mean, that's. Yeah, if they had plenty more, you could run it out of anything. You could run it out of Shiro Shinjo, get plenty of fate, and dump everything in. <laughs> we can dream, we can dream. That's alright. Yeah. Wait for Fulang to wake up, then we'll do it. Um, <laughs> yeah, nice one. So Merlin, have you 
have you been playing much rings last couple of weeks? I did. I did the whole thing where I like invited people over to my place uh, for the weekend. Well, not for the weekend, but like on the weekend to play some games. Some of the new players, some of the older players. We played heaps, heaps of rings. Oh, nice. I played um, some more. I played that line deck. Actually, remember that line deck we were talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the scorpion line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, I was like, I can't wait to put this deck together to try and figure out, you know, what it does. And uh, it seems like the main the main strength of the deck is it just has answers to everything, right? So uh, some you put in a big defender, it's got like one copy strength in numbers, I think, and sends it home. Or, you know, it plays the Forged Edict, obviously, to cancel your opponent's events. It's like this super toolbox kind of uh, deck. It was actually a lot of fun to play. Like a lot of fun. Um, some of the cards, some of the card choices, like uh, the Orator. Yeah, I don't get it. Ra- not Radiant Orator, but whatever the Orator, uh, the-, the Chroma Orator, right? Yeah. Um, he's he's actually not that bad. Like he, you bring him into play. I don't believe and, you. <laughs> well, you bring him into play, and then he's there for your Forged Edicts and your Four Shames and those kinds of abilities. Yeah. And it turns out that when your opponent's guys are bound and not contributing force. You actually only need like three skill or four skill to break problems, <laughs> so it's it's actually a lot of fun. But there are mu- there time. are much better people you could be using though, but that are the same cost, and way more effective. Yeah, are they are they uh, courtiers though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the 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 two cost lion courtier, she's a dash one, but then as long as you're more honorable dash, than your opponent, yeah, but then you can then you can honor her. Yeah, yeah, and she's got okay. three glory as well, so like she's a favor snagger as well she mm-hmm. does quite well yeah i rate her yeah i i found it i found it interesting that i there was a lot of conflict characters as well right um so you can so i would find myself buying small guys with one fate even though they're like they seem to be like political political characters that you would put into political conflicts yep. you would definitely be able to still put them into military conflicts and then buff them with all manner of things uh you know bonsais and swords and things like that yeah. and it was surprisingly effective yeah okay uh, we'll see i'll give it a whirl at some point but as it like i really like the look of the deck but some of them like the orator and stuff i just i can't get sold on i don't i don't get it <laughs> but, um, yeah, fair enough. yeah so what about um uh, what about you yeah well uh well, me and clinton actually both had the same event at a local store in rockingham good games over the weekend that was good good times um, we faced off and I ended up playing Unicorn with the old Charge Chagatai routine, um, which was super good fun because actually I came to realize that if you're facing Toshimoko, who's normally a pain in the ass, all you need is Chagatai with two curved blades. So he's got 12 force and that's, My God, that's, curved blades is so good. that's, that's pretty much enough to ignore Toshimoko's stupid neutralizer duel. Toshimoko just goes, okay, I'm done. I'm going home. Yeah, he's like, oh, oh, okay then. I'll, I won't right. fight. Yeah, and Ch- Chags just does what he wants. Yeah, but, basically. Um, that's pretty much how our game went. It's like, hey, Chags is over here and over here and crushing this too. Yeah. Yeah, I also had, um, I ended up, it was the highlight of my day was having Sadia al on the table, who's the unicorn courtier that flips provinces face down. And um, I also had the Talisman of the Sun and I had public forum running, so... Every time a province got broken on public forum, you could talisman across the public forum, and it get its honor token, and you flip it back down. 
Um, and I was also running uh, the Border Fortress, I think it is, where you can flip things face up if you want to. And Temple of Dragons and Khan's Ordu. So I could sort of, every conflict was nothing but military every turn. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about Temple of Dragons. What, is that Void? Yes, yeah, so... But it's so good. Like I just, I love how variable it is. And when you're running, and when you're running talismans, as long as they're not hitting that one straight away, if they're hitting the right ring, and you're like, oh, I could really do with that ring effect right now, you can just talisman them across, flick it back up, and everyone except you is way happier. Mhm. It sounds like a bit of fun. Yeah, no, it was I, good. I ended up disassembling disassembling my unicorn deck. I'm going to try and build some sort of political-based sort of unicorn deck out of the new Stronghold, I think. Yeah, I think that'd be great fun as well. I'm trying to do something similar, but it's not really coming off. I keep... I can't settle on a, on a direction or a build. But um, I know it's there. It's got a, You've got to splash Crane or Lion, and I think you can kind of run for Honor. I'm just not entirely sure how. <laughs> There's got to be a way. That's definitely worth a, a look in, I think. Splashing line for the, well, you know the the combo, right? Like you break with the force of the river, and then you honor all your guys, and they disappear, and you get a ton of honor. Yeah, one of the, well, the thing is, what you got if you splash crane, where you run the festival, right? So you can force of the river, get like three or four extra guys, festival, and honor them all. But also, unicorn got that um, drop there now, the three cost conflict character that can harpoon honored people. Um, oh yeah that was in the crane back yeah and i feel like that's super exploitable as well like your festival honor all hmm. their guys and just harpoon them across and i don't know do all the other things you normally do with harpooned people right mm -hmm. so, yeah so about, because all you really care about is getting your guys into play and on it that's all you really care about well yeah i mean they die and you know whatever other nonsense yeah. you want to do is great but um yeah, no, I, I think there's there's something there. And Unicorn have got plenty of stuff to honour themselves now. It's a bit of a Battle Maiden thing going on. Um, but I'm keen to see mm. that kind of stuff. Um, what about your events on the weekend there, Clinton? We, I know we obviously played off against each other. How were your other games? Um, I played first tournament against... Oh, sorry, first game against Aaron with his dueling deck. I had him pretty much against the wall against the stronghold box, and then I stupidly forgot that the current dragon dueling decks can bleed you of like about eight honor in a single turn if all the stars aligned, which happened for him. Yeah. Um, so I lost that one breaking on, on his stronghold. Uh, had a buy, and then I played you pretty much. Um, oh, you had decided to, to do something a bit new and go for Crane. Uh, built a deck around Doji Uji, who is unbelievably. Found broken in the play games that I had. <laughs> Unbelievably yeah. broken. I, I just got my crane pack this weekend, so I'm very oh. excited to try that out. Uh, my makes me god. Sick. My perfect game was basically I had him first turn, I had two of the dueling strongholds, and I uh, can't remember what the third one was. Brought him out, and then basically just went to town dueling and hopped with him a couple of swords and a bonsai and just pretty much owned. It really, and then it, yeah, it oh no, he just Uji, he confuses me. Like I don't, because yeah. I don't understand Why? how he's okay. Well, no, like he's very straightforward. I just don't get how they could print something so busted. Like having, <laughs> no, really, like you know. Let, let me reiterate Tadaka for a second there. No, but it's it's honestly, I don't even think it's even the same thing. Like I can understand how you could print Tadaka and write it and think, oh yeah, like it's strong, but he's a five coster, it's fine. But Uji, like everyone knows that Hidden Moon Dojo is super good, right? But then you yeah. print this cost on Uji, 
which is just going to happen all the time. Like you're always going to have him on yeah, it. It's, it's, it's not hard out of crane. But then to, to also add the the cost reduction for everything that flips up, it just really perplexes me how that gets through. Like, I don't get it. I just, yeah. It's, well, it's kind of like Tadaka as well, basically. Tadaka, I may be saying sacrilege for the Phoenix players out there, but Tadaka, honestly, is, I think, more of a fair kind of uh, version of him right now than what he previously was. Yes, he was a complete asshole of a card earlier but he kind of fits more in line with the current other elemental masters and all the other stuff now where you kind of have to put a bit of effort in to actually trigger his ability instead of dumping on the table oh look you now no longer have to you can't activate any events yeah it can't be in the graveyard i think the main thing with tadaka now i'll let i'll let you two obviously talk about you're the the two (laughs) core phoenix players but um i think i find playing against tadaka now even though it's just a little bit like the first conflict he's sort of going to lock air most of the time or earth rather yeah and then it's it's game on it's the same old story but the fact that you've got that pre-conflict of the first conflict where you can just play all your events and dump your let goes and you can get all your cancels out and everything else that you need to do yeah. i think that makes the big difference but having the window to be able to play stuff for the rest yeah. of the turn it takes away the negative play experience because that's pretty much the complaints i had on jigaku and that's pretty much the arguments i've seen across the board is that the ability to sit there and go well i've got 20 cards in my hand and not the ability to use it is kind of well crap yeah so how did you you two as phoenix plays how did you both find the errata and restricted list changes impact your phoenix decks (laughs) you you go you go Uh, um I thought Tanaka was brought in line of what it should be um, with the other Elemental Masters, basically the water one, which is okay issue, but the, th- the thread is get the ring, do something stupid, basically, is seems to be the thread, and Tanaka really needed to be brought in line. The ability for a Phoenix player to go, I put Tanaka into play, and look at that, you are now locked out of 90% if it's mid to late game, was, f- I-, I found, kind of boring. Basically, most people either gave up or the game just went downhill from there. Um, having Secluded Shrine put on the list understandable because basically if you didn't all Phoenix players would do is go look look at that three Secluded Shrines and Tadaka's back to being the same old arsebally self he is yeah. and mm-hmm. Fires from Within basically kind of pretty much put uh, Brace the Void on but personally I thought depending on the fate pool that pretty much erratering fires were within saying oh, this cost cannot be modified five fires done yeah. exactly the same thing oh sorry fires yeah, yeah my fires. apologies old school kicking in there yep. uh <laughs> consumed by five fires um putting a cost on there saying also erratering it saying can't be modified would have done exactly the same thing and not taken a third card of the phoenix on the list yeah. right you merlin yeah, I, I will just echo Clint's thoughts right there. I think um, the I agree an errata on five fires would be nicer, but uh, one of the guys in Melbourne was saying that um, they put Tadaka on the restricted list initially to try and curb the, the power level initially, and then they ended up erratering it. So I think if it could be the case that um, five fires is on the restricted list, and then depending on how how the game sort of pans out maybe it gets an errata to reintroduce um embrace the void because i feel i agree that that uh embrace the void 
all the other interactions were fine. It was just like this one interaction that was problematic. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't think it was problematic to be honest. Like people say, oh, it just makes embrace the void. Uh, it makes five fires cost two instead of five, and I'm like, well, not really. I mean, you're having to dump two cards out of your hand, which is super valuable. You still got to pay a bunch of fate. You, know, you you spend a bunch of actions. You got to get so through. I, think, I don't think. I think the interesting thing. I think the interesting thing there is that uh, each of these cards by themselves is perfectly fine. So you've got these cards in your deck, and when they when they come up in your hand, you're like, oh great, I can play and use these cards. You don't ever feel like you've drawn one card and you're like, right, I need to wait until I get the other card in so that I can get the super powerful combo interaction. Yeah. It was only like, oh, just when you happen to get both of these cards, uh, does that kind of thing play out? Yeah, no, I feel you. As I said, I just don't... I think it goes back to what we were saying last week. I think the Embrace the Void or Restricted status was probably just a bit too much. I don't think it was necessary. I mean, maybe, like, I don't play on the same tier as, you know, the top-level competitive people, so maybe it's a bigger issue there than all the games I play in, but, like, it gets played, and you're like, okay, that's fine. But, I mean, also, you, you're playing an attachment, and you're playing the Five Fires event. Any cancel or any attachment destruction shuts down that combo, and, yeah. like, everybody yeah. runs totally. either one or, if not both of those, and I don't... True, but what I've seen... Sorry to jump in there, man. Yeah. Nathan, um, but a lot of the times I've seen is that a lot, a lot of people hold on to Firefighters and play it under Tadaka or a Master of Gishitoshi. Yeah. So you line funny. it all up and it's devastating. Um, I th yeah, I kind of realistically... The yeah. combo should have been when broken when... If they said it couldn't be modified, then it just takes everything out because it should be big risk for big reward. And in that kind of situation, the only cancel to it ends up being something like um, Kazuway, which is like a non-event based cancel for spells. Kick, do you mean, but I tell you what I do like. Do you mean Kikio um, or Kazuway is the dragon one that steals fate, right? Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Kikio, yeah, yeah, okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the Scorpion. Scorpion cancel the spell. Event. Yeah. Would you? So um, what I was going to say, in addition to everything that Clint said, was that I really like some of these elemental masters like i like um i actually like the way tadaka works now and i like the way that uh the void elemental master works because it it does this thing to your opponent where your opponent's suddenly like hmm i don't know if i want to attack void or i don't know if i want to attack earth because as soon as i do i am going to need to suffer these elemental master type effects and since earth and void are two of the most powerful rings in the game that's you know, that gives me a nice, warm and fuzzy inside. <laughs> Watching and hearing the words, oh, by the way, he's deleted. Oh, it's in the graveyard? No, he's deleted as in, get him out of the game. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I think that's, I think all of that's fine. And um, there are plenty of, there are plenty of lines of play for plenty of clans. Um, the thing, the thing that I never liked about Tadaka is the negative play experience you were talking about, right? Because, I never want my opponents in any in any environment, competitive or otherwise, to feel bad for just playing the game, winning or losing. Right? You should feel good playing the game when you're winning, and you should feel good playing the game when you're losing. So, if that helps with that, then I'm I'm happy. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I think. I mean, I just started playing with a lot more attachments, to be honest. When Tadaka was thing, like I try to have at least I make a lot of decks where I try to go for like yeah 
drop bears and then split equal attachments and events so that I'm just more resistant to that stuff. And also, attachments are good fun. They stick around, you get plenty of them. I don't mm. think... I think there's probably just maybe not enough attachments in the game. And I think that was probably if I had to... If I had to wildly speculate um, that when they made Tadaka and even Guest of Honor and all those others, they probably expected more events to be more prevalent in the in the meta, like in the game. Whereas most people run really event heavy. Hmm. Yeah, it could be. Could be the case. That also opens up the other argument. Well, so the fact that attachment hate is just so damn prevalent in this game. Like I've rarely it's, seen it's anyone required. play. Yeah, it, it's. I've never seen a high end deck play any two cost attachments so far. I may be wrong. It's been a while since I've poked around a bushy builder, but yeah, d- it's, it's it's just too prevalent. Yeah, I think day, day shows. Well, you, I think you're, you're correct. Like, yeah, I think you're correct if you don't include uh, yeah, Kazawin this time. Yeah, well, so you see some high end decks with that in there. Now and then, I mean, you've got to, like, if you're going to play, I think the thing is, if you have to play two-cost attachments, or you want to, and you should, because they're amazing, right? They're really cool, most of them. Um, <laughs> pit trap. Um, but, something in my throat, and a weird stink in there, I don't know what that was. <laughs> um, but, if you're going to play those kinds of things, you have to expect they're going to get nuked, and you have to you have to also back it up with event cancel, right? So that the let goes and whatever else get nailed. Because otherwise, yeah. it's a massive liability. Like, nothing much feels better for me playing my KB Seeker of Air deck than when i calling in favors and steal a Daisho. Like, that is, that is like, the perfect, perfect thing for me. Because not only does it mean that you don't get that Daisho anymore, so the honor swings aren't happening, now it means that if you get another day show out, my little tower can take all those jewels and we both cut even and your whole stuff is shut down. Um, and the plus two actually makes um, the honor hit fairly irrelevant, you know? You don't yeah. you don't get the negative stat because the thing's got your plus two. No, that's but it. I think that, that speaks to Clint's point though, right? Like, um, you're always going to be running that type of stuff and you're going to be disincentivized to run things that are... Would be I would genuinely like to see things like the Wicked Tetsubo or the uh, the ancestral sort of the Phoenix. I would like to see those in decks. Yeah. Because they, I feel like they would be interesting cards to, I, to play with competitively. I, and otherwise, I I am yet to do it, and I keep drafting decks that run Shiba Sukun, Yoritomo, and Neutral Imperial Lakoto Taturi with the Seal of the Phoenix and a Fushikai. So like. You have mm. nine champions that you can seal of the phoenix and attach the phoenix sword to, and it's just it's ne- it's never come off, but it holds a special place in my heart, and I really just want to see champion. it go. Yeah, just champions everywhere, champions for days. But um, yeah, no, I think that'll be good. They're the sort of nonsensical decks that I like to mess around with, like they don't. Yeah, but... nah, I, I miss the days where basically in old L five R you actually. The attachment hate wasn't as prevalent, so you could get away with the sword. And you know, it always felt good to have a you know celestial sword of the phoenix that gives plus one plus one for every phoenix personality in play, running around for a little bit. But yeah. then again, losing a combat in the old L5R was a lot more devastating than it is now. Well, that's it, because in mm. in this game you can lose a conflict with with a massive tower, and he's just there next turn, or you straighten him and move on, right? So it's very different. Whereas in old 5R if you lost that conflict, unless you had some weird stuff to pull, he died. 
that was it. You had to, you could tower, but it only took one conflict and you were out. So, um, yeah. quite a quite a different experience. Bit, it's, yeah, a little bit, not apples and oranges, but red apples and green apples. I think. Slight- well, remember in remember in Emperor Edition when you had like all of these like insane kill abilities that would just destroy units left, right, and center. Yeah. So yeah, you had that big cost of losing conflicts, but then you could kind of come back into it by murdering all of your opponent's stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what was it? Crab had that U ability. Why U? Oh. Every time they died. No, every time they died, basically they did a range attack equal to the U ability. So if the crab oh, lost, they'd right. take you out completely as well. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, yeah, good times. Well, hopefully we see more of that stuff though. Like I'm really hoping the crab pack has some pretty heavy berserker themes going on. Um, when that, because that's speaking of good times. Um, <laughs> why, why don't you tell us about this this format that you've been working on, brothers? Oh, so I was a little bit inspired by I can't remember who made it, but the daimyo format. I'm not sure if you guys have heard of that. Um, no. So the daimyo format is a format of L5R that I think is being tossed around by a guy in the US and he's working on it at the moment. Um, it's basically built to make five rings run in 15 minutes. Holy so hell. like quick, easy games um, and you run 30 card decks, I think. There's a few more to it. We can put a, we'll put a link to it in the description of the, the, the podcast. Um, yeah. But, so I thought, oh yeah, that is like it's it's different to what I wanted to accomplish. But I am, as opposed to quick games, I really want more varied games and more options. So I thought I'm going to put a format together. I've been spitballing it with a few people, and I've called it the tentatively the Tatakai format, which is Tatakai, which is um basically just a battle format, I guess, because I used a stupid Japanese online translator. Um, and so name pending anyone that wants to suggest something non-garbage is feel free to do so but um so i've just sort of taken his template and grossly plagiarized the vague format but um shrunk it a lot so the idea behind the format i've proposed is um and i'd love to run an event like this is basically that the TLDR is both players, you make your Conflict and your Nidisty are both 45 cards instead of 42-45. You both play 45. Just prior to the game, you've both got two minutes to go through your opponent's deck. You take five cards of your choice out of your opponent's Conflict and out of your opponent's Dynasty. So, if there's any... So you get rid of all the cards that you hate. That you hate. Like, if you think, you know what, Tadataka, he can go die in a fire. I'm not doing that. And you get rid of it. You're like, you know what, Pathfinder's Blade is going to make this game not fun yeah. for me. It's gone. Day show, die in a fire. You, you pick the five cards from each that you don't want. But you've only got two minutes, so you can't um and ah and, like, make life a nightmare. Um, but the flip side to that is that you pick any role you like for your clan, your deck. You There is no restricted list, and there are no banned cards. So anything can be in there all your juicy combos but your opponent based on what they know of the game and how they play can just remove that stuff um and that way you also you can't leverage your entire deck on one gnarly combo because if they take the wrong stuff it gets knocked out so the short of it is start of the game swap decks your opponent will go through it so they'll see all your provinces they'll take five cards out of each and then you swap back and you play and it's just normal rules from that point on um dude that's sick that's that's a sick that's a sick format you know what we should do? What should we do? We're going to talk about the AU Discord League in a bit, but we should take this format and run an online league. What do you reckon? I would be... I'd, I'd love to do that. I mean, I'd, I, this has not even been played yet, don't get me wrong, 
Um, so I'd certainly love to hear anyone that's listening and anyone wants to wants to chip in and have a look. We'll post a list. The um, the share the doc to you. Just the rules. I mean, they're super yeah. small. It's like three paragraphs. Um, but the idea is, yeah, you just build more, build what you like with any role. So it's basically free the roles. Hashtag free the roles um, is a thing in this format. <laughs> um, and as I said, you just build 45. You both take things out. I don't think it's the sort of thing you can really play on Jigoku without Jigoku changing to support it. Because to like pre-game take cards out. Um, well, it shouldn't be It should be that hard to... There, there might be a way. Uh, yeah. I, I've, yeah. I had a brief dabble, but I'd be dead keen to go into it a bit more and see what we well, can cause, do. Because Bushi Builder, like the Jigoku text import format is supported on Bushi Builder. So you should be able to sort of link the the original deck and go okay here's the deck take out five cards you take it out of the text import blob and then just dump it into um yeah Jigoku. yeah no, you're absolutely right yeah that's probably exactly. I, I was trying to do it all like native in Jigoku. like you put your deck in and then you just make something happen in manual mode but no that way works completely fine i mean yeah. but um i feel like with the schedule that they're going to have for these clan packs the Jigoku guys are going to have their hands full. <laughs> oh yeah, they they have done the Jigoku team have done an amazing job. Like I think both Unicorn, I think Unicorn took about seven to ten days to go live from memory, but the Crane Pack was done in like a week after it was released and it was all functional. Like I was pretty impressed. Like I was like, oh, I'm gonna have to wait for ages, and that it was good. I was it was super good. So like always, mad props to Jigoku people and the Bushy Builder guys. Like um. We should be able to crush it, man. They just their stuff updates yeah, everybody, everybody so updates quick. Oh, Bushibuild has just got amazing tools. Like it gives you all these stats and it gives you all these filters and it just as the card pool increases, all that stuff matters more. Um, and it's even got cool features they put in because it's obviously a bit of a labor of love, right? They put stuff in they don't need to. Like on Bushi Builder, <laughs> they chuck in like smart builds. I'm not sure if you've seen those. Yeah. Where so if you create a lion deck, right, and then it says what role do you want to play? And, or you can choose smart build so you click smart build and it goes do you want to pick a role or do you just want the smart build to do it and the smart build will basically just go it takes the most popular role from the most popular stronghold and all of the most popular cards from the most popular splash and it just builds you the deck <laughs> and it does it just builds you a deck based on i think the stats and what everyone is playing and they, they don't always come out exactly legal and perfect but they're very close and you just chat you just juggle one or two cards but it's really neat. So, like, you can put something together and go, all right, I just need a template for the my crab keeper of water deck because I've never played crab before. What do I do? You know, click these couple of buttons and it drafts it for you and just have a smash. Like, it's it's super good work and I, I, it impresses me daily. I really like it. Everyone should get in there. You know, you know when, when you said that, immediately I thought to myself, we have to have a tournament like that as well where people at the start of the game... They just randomly pick a clan and then they hit the randomize my deck button on Bushi Builder. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's not randomized. It's it's basically like no, 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 auto. No, I, I know what you mean. It's but, auto populating the good stuff for every clan. Yeah. So um, give me all the good stuff. That's it. Just like that. give me your strongest. Yeah. So lion basically get nothing. They get like orators and stuff. Ikoma orator or whatever that bloody card is. It's the worst. <laughs> Hey, that card was good. No, right? that card no. did some work. I do not. I will believe it when I see it. So it turns on. It turns on bloody forged edicts. And I tell you what, uh, you know what else? You need that card turned on. You know what else turns on forged edict is is that um, what's the one coster imperial courtier <laughs> with 
too political. Oh, the sipping, sipping forty or whatever. Yeah, that, that bird. She's cheaper. She's half the cost of that guy, <laughs> and has double the political skill for a courtier <laughs> natively. I'll point out. Yeah, but no, look the the Tatakai format or the the format I put together. I, I'm dead keen to have a couple of games actually. I'll do it live and just see how it goes. Um, Dude, we should we should totally do that. We should put some up on the Rollers channel actually. Just play some games in this format and see how it goes. Yeah, just post them. And I think actually we should we should test the heck out of this thing, right? We should play some games online or run a, a small one day event or something. Yeah, no, I'd love to. As I said, like I don't I don't want to replace anything. I just bust my balls that i can't just play whatever i want in the regular game like i really want to be able to just yeah play think, all the roles and i think you will find that okay. the roles these days are mostly self-regulating there is enough particularly with earth becomes sky coming out and once all the clan packs are done every clan and every role has enough stuff yeah every clan and every role will have enough stuff that there's no right answer i think so did i tell you i voted for um Seeker of Earth. The, oh, God, yeah. In the last, the last elemental thing. <laughs> Dude, was that based on Earth Becomes Sky? Yep. Yeah. I would have yeah. done exactly was, the same thing. Yeah, it was that, it was that, and I also voted for Seeker of Fire for the, um, the fire roll. Uh, sorry, Keeper of Fire for the fire roll card in yeah. Phoenix. The one where you can't become dishonored. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that good. I, that's... I think every, I think people may have gotten a bit too enamored by the whole Kunimori slash shameful display slash let's do this curse of Juriku bloody ring of binding combo uh, which doesn't really thing, work the thing about Jurgen's curse is that it doesn't synergize with the goals of the current the current uh, KI deck which is yeah. the um, mid-range you know value building kind of deck yeah. so if you play Jurgen's curse you're hurting yourself just as much as you're hurting your opponents yeah. although I did think today that if you're on so at about turn three or four all your stuff is starting to disappear now i did think that if you're at that point in the game you could put jurgen's curse on the opponent and clear away some of the stuff you know in that in that vulnerable sort of stage of the game mm. i mean can, can but I throw out there for the jurgen's curse though i mean i know it's a bit cheaper but would you run why would you run that over like mononoawari for example like which you can just sort of drop anytime, strip fade off, and replaces itself as a card. It's like two extra fade or whatever. But I... well, two fades a big deal, I think. Um, so mono, yeah, I I would run mono, but again, it hits you. Um, but so does Jurgen's can... like. Well, I think you can control when Jurgen's hits you a bit more. So if you really do want Jurgen's to hit in a turn, you can still use it for its plus one plus. It's searchable with Shrine Maiden. Um, the oh, current yeah, version yeah. of my KI deck actually has somewhere in the area of 26 spells in it. Wow. Because it's got, um, instead of Fans, it's got uh, Jurgen's Curse, and instead of Katanas, it's got Fire Katana. And um, I think they're not they're definitely not as efficient, but there's something to be said for the searchability of this stuff. But yeah. I am I am actually going to take them out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to compass now for um spike uh, not spy boss for fans I, i'm not yeah. really sure what i'm going to do on the no, I, I rate compass heavily that card is the best i won't i will hear no arguments yeah. that card just rocks my world it's so good it's got a it's got a flip of problems though so you can't just attack with it and it's fine get its ability you have to flip up the problems. i mean how many games go past like three turns though really 
maybe four. No, for I know, game. but like, there is an element of um, you. You either need to be very calculating about which province you're going to try and flip up, yeah. and then have a reasonable degree that it's not going to bite you because there are a lot of gotcha provinces out, like upholding, right? Yeah. Or you need to put it on people that aren't going to be in danger of, you know, busting a gotcha province mm. if you go scouting. Yeah. With your uh, yeah. I think I just really like the filtering. I think being able yeah. to, like, if you're doing Phoenix Charge Bird or just any number of decks that just want to drop people out of the provinces, or if you've got really key holdings you want, like, at a Scorpion, for example, like, the amount of times that I've scouted my dynasty and said, oh, look, I can see Hidden Moon is in there in these top three, I might just shuffle that around one so that when I replace these cards it's going to be in the middle instead of a stupid edge presence because my hidden moons mm. have a curse where they only land on the very edges every single game they never go in the center that's actually legitimate I have played him enough times to notice that one it doesn't ever go in the middle <laughs> ones I'm always stuck and then I always flip do you like, think it's like it's subconscious you're somehow in your shuffling somehow your subconscious is filtering these cards to the least optimal place well if that's the case then my subconscious is a jerk and can go to hell because i don't <laughs> i don't like it and i want it to stop it bothers me but um hey clint let, yo. Me, let me ask let me ask you something um so i i have just recently put two copies of hante 38 in my phoenix deck thoughts mm. do you have them in yours i just feel bad i feel bad about putting it in because it's so a it's so expensive and it, it just feels it, it doesn't feel doesn't feel right tell me why i'm wrong <laughs> it's oh my god hantator 38 is basically i have been on the receiving end of him a few times and yeah he's expensive as hell but he's a card that basically once you put on the board just synergize I think synergizes really well with Phoenix because you claim the favor and effectively save mine and that works with Kanto District and it works with every other bloody glory that you have and you got the abilities of you know like during a conflict yeah I think our character nah he is he is super good I've, I've found that Hante 38th synergizes really really well with Legend of the Five Rings um so he <laughs> just goes anywhere you want to drop him like as long as you the, the, <laughs> any, deck. any, no, any deck. in all seriousness like the only prerequisite i feel he has is that you ha well obviously you need the favor <laughs> don't try and play him without yeah. it but if you need a board state first if you've got a couple of people on the table or even just one decent one then he's great but he can't do all the work on his own he's absolutely a support dude but um, like that, his redirect, like the bow is strong, but the redirect just ruins lives. It's crazy. Like you just sit there. Yeah. You, you're no longer afraid of like assassinates and stuff. Nothing. Like yeah. he can just do whatever he likes. Like there's, I played um, against another local guy, Andrew, and I had him on the table once out of my Phoenix deck and he played Lion. He ended up, he just had to do some options and everything your opponent does, they either have to trigger one of their actions or cards or whatever in a non-optimal space to mitigate the damage you might do if you redirect it but they have to make it good enough so that you will redirect it so he ended up doing mm. he ended up doing his um uh, what's the ancestral shugenja guy the one that calls people out of the discard i can't remember the name 
Kitsune Spirit Cola. Yeah, it's a Kitsune Spirit Cola. That's the one. So he ended up going, I'll just do that. And he had like Taturi and stuff in the discard. And I'm like, nah, instead you can have this fucking <laughs> obstinate recruit on the obstinate table. Obstinate recruit. Yeah, yeah like... It just disappears. Na- na- well, he had more on it. But yeah, but that's what he got instead. Some garbage like that. So like... And that felt super good. I could have lost the game then. I would have been happy because that was a great moment. But... Um, but that's what it does. Like, to put your opponent... You don't even have to trigger that redirect. The fact that it exists does all the work for you. And it just... It's so, so strong. It, 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 your opponent has to reshuffle, basically, what they're going to do to mitigate yeah. damage to you. And just yeah. the psychological effect is just... can be devastating to some people. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, the sequencing... The sequencing of your opponent's actions really has to be good. Like, spot on. And it, it allows you to get more actions in between their actions while they kind of take this this route of actions that they don't really want to take. Because you can if you take if they take the really good one, like if they go fate worse than death straight away, they'd be like, Well, you're just gonna redirect that. So no, they have to first they have to assassinate or charge or cab reserves or something that makes you want to redirect and then you can do the big action that you actually want. There's, however, there's, I believe there's one dragon card that pretty much shuts Hempei up. Um, which one is it? Basically, you cannot activate any abilities if you're outside the conflict. I cannot remember what it's called. Oh, yeah. I know that card. Yeah, that's probably the one card if I would honestly expect to start seeing play just as a joke if Hantai really starts. I, I really want to say that's Grasp of Earth, but I know that's incorrect. That stops people from... It's not Grasp of Earth. It's, you re- it's like written in the stars or something. You're really pushing this whole Grasp of Earth thing, Nathan. Such a, really. such a good card. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I, it's a junk card. I, I, drafted, I drafted a Phoenix deck that I haven't played yet called A Fate Worse Than Earth, and the whole thing revolves around <laughs> that card. <laughs> I'm determined to make it work. No, Fate Worse Than Death is no good at all. Um, sorry, not Fate Worse Than Death. <laughs> Grasp of Earth. Right? Grasp of Earth is we terrible. Do, yeah. So we were going to do this thing last episode where we were talking about like what makes cards good and what makes cards bad. But Grasp of Earth is like a whole case study in itself of what makes a card. Oh, mate, me and me and Remedy, we went over this. We we made our case to Bert, and I feel like we won decisively. So. <laughs> Uh, i i feel like we did but um it's just it's a good card i think it just needs the right support like it does a lot and it's cheap it's wording is bad like honestly it's camera um sorry i found the card it's called trent uh tranquility zero event from dragon action during a conflict until the end of conflict characters in your opponent's home cannot trigger abilities so it has no target so i'm assuming hand the 38 has no uh, effect on it in redirect certainly certainly correct yeah not bad actually good good call on the tranquility because that card really didn't have much relevance until until this this particular case i feel like it's super niche like if you're going to run tranquility i don't i couldn't see myself running more than one but it's the kind of thing your opponent would never see coming and you just drop it to like turn off like it just suppose it what else does it do? Like, I suppose, like, your Sinister Soshis and stuff like that, but... Well, it does It does prevent certain cards that have movement-related effects, you know, in and out of the conflict. Yeah. Or Shigenja, that, like, like the um, Asako one... No, not Asako. Scholar. 
Solemn uh, Scholar. Well, yes, Scholar. I mean, just any of the Shigenja <laughs> that have abilities that just work. Hey, at any does time. it does it protect Phoenix from Kikuyo? Uh, I don't think so. Because that's an ability on a character outside of conflict. Yeah, something something tells me that um, the way that cards kind of activate. Uh, I don't know. Actually, I don't, maybe I'd have to see a ruling on that one. But something in me says probably not. <laughs> I'll ask. We'll, we'll submit it to FFG, and someone over there can roll their eyes. Go, it Jesus kind of falls into the category of Hidekasada versus oh, what's that feral feral, feral ningyo argument? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because it's yes, it's a it's like a card on a, it's an ability on a character outside of a conflict, but it's also in a non it's in a non in play area. So having a card effect affect the card in a non in an out of play area. Uh, doesn't seem right, but it's not effect. No, doesn't 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 right. do anything to the card. It just stops you playing it, right? But then you effectively, if you kind of go along the same fer, uh, line of the feral ningyo, you say, "Yep, okay, it prevents it, but it's in a non-play area, therefore it just forgets that it's just used the ability, and I can play it again." Yeah, that's not how tranquility works, though. It's a it's a blanket. It's not a one-off. Anyway, I don't feel like this is going to be solved. <laughs> tranquility affects feral ninja. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Does it stop? Do you know what? Does I feel like I need to. It's probably relevant because tranquility may well stop Ningyo, and it's sounding very much like the sort of thing that we should be playing against Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> uh, tranquility. Let's have a bit of a look. See. It does not create. It does not create a blanket effect. If a character enters the opponent's home after tranquility resolves, it can trigger its abilities because it's not affected. If a character that was at the opponent's home. Uh, because it, uh, it specifically sets opponent's home, so it oh, doesn't okay. target yeah. uh, hand okay. and all the red. Oh, disappointing. There we go. RTFC. That's that's our lesson for the day. Yeah. RTFC. Read the stuff. All right. Okay. So, so speaking of stuff, uh, we've got an event we've just sort of put up, which is season seven of the Australian. Well, we're calling it the Southeast Asia. Discord League, so it's the S E A D L. So, which provinces? Provinces, Jesus Christ! Which countries and regions <laughs> are we? Do we accept in for the Oz Discord League? Is it basically anyone that wants to, or? Basically, yeah, basically anyone in the Pacific Rim. I'm guessing. <laughs> in the Pacific Rim, that's great. North America. Once you're done fighting all your kaiju with your giant robots, <laughs> you, you hop over and you you play some rings online. Okay, cool. So that's obviously Hong Kong where you are. So anyone sort of. Any yeah. of the any and of the countries, Asians countries that have like uncensored internet, you know, obviously. Yeah. Um, so people that are in China have signed up for the league last season, but they've had to get on like proxy servers in order to access Jigoku online. Yeah. Uh, Good on them. Don't know why they published the game in Chinese. So I mean, like, I don't know. I guess North Korea probably won't have any competitors, you know, that would be interested in rings. May, well, maybe. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we we've had we've had competitors from I think Malaysia and Singapore, and uh, so China and Hong Kong here. Yeah. Not including myself, but some of the local Hong Kong people here. Cool, cool. Um, I think that might be it. I don't think anybody from Japan signed up. I'm trying to think of like Taiwan or Vietnam or anything. I don't think. I don't think I saw anybody from those countries. Yeah, okay. Mm. Alright, but no, Dead King, so... Where's, where's Marwin where's these days? Is he in... 
Malaysia? Uh, I don't know. Or is he in Indonesia? Well, if he if he is in Indonesia, then we should get someone from Indonesia this season. <laughs> we'll see if we can tick all the boxes, get the whole region. Yeah, we'll go for a trifecta. Yeah, absolutely. Oh man. Um, so, is, um, is there anything anything changed about the season seven from season six? Yes. So I took uh, Kikio off the ban list. Yeah. Um, so Kikio is now fully available in the Swiss round. So there's no real, there's no ban cards uh, in the season. Yeah. Um, I still feel like, I mean, well, it's just going to happen, right? You're going to tell your deck to uh, counter your opponent, whatever your opponent happens to be. Yeah. Uh, and then the, let me think. I think everything else is pretty much the same. Uh, we're going to do Tuesday night starter rounds. We'll do five rounds. Depending on um, how many players we actually have, uh, we'll determine whether we go to like a top four or a top eight. In the in the notes for the, the sign-up sheet, I said we were going to go to a top eight, but if we don't get enough people to really make a top eight work, then we'll make a top four work. Yeah, okay. I dig it. I think I reckon we'll probably comfortably get a top eight. I think we did okay last time. I think, yeah, I think I'd be looking for like 30 plus sort of participants. If we get like somewhere between 16 and 22, I'll probably cut it down to a top four. If we get sort of a bit more than 30, we can do a top eight. Yeah, well, we had some really good games last time. I really enjoyed it. I mean, I had to <laughs> half asked a couple of games at the beginning. You know, you get to that point where you're like, oh, I've just got to knock this game out. It doesn't matter what else I'm doing. I've just got to, I can't hold everybody up. So you just got to get in there and yeah. sign on while you're you know, watching yeah. Game of Thrones while you're playing that and trying to feed children and everything else at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Some of those things are optional. Like, not Game of Thrones or yeah. Thrones. Yeah. Um, in no, in no, yeah. <laughs> no particular not saying which ones, of course. <laughs> no, no. No, good times. No, I'm, I'm dead keen. I really enjoyed the, the last season, season six. Um, it was yep. yeah, good. And we had some... As I said, some of the guys over here in WA, um, like Aaron or Avatan, he ended up took out second. I think it was the first time he joined the league. And um, Mini Inderhouse or Jack uh, also did quite well. I think I think he was top four as well. So, uh, well, I only put it up a couple of hours ago, and we've got seven responses so far. So at least seven people, and I haven't signed up. So um, <laughs> there's eight. There's eight people. You guys haven't signed up, it looks like. No. So that's nine, ten, ten. We've got ten so far. Yeah, you get a few more. We'll, we'll give it a blast. Give it some, give it some, some traction. Uh, get everyone to sign yeah. up. And begin. I'll put a, I'll put a link up on Lotus for Lotus Pavilion on the Discord as soon as I start uh, sort of adding the entrance. Yeah, dead keen. Into the thing. Yeah. Nice. Exciting. So we're going to um. Yeah. Is there anything you else? Know what else is exciting? What's that? What? Tell, tell me what else is exciting. This, this deck that uh, you guys have submitted for review this week. This void censored deck. Uh, yeah. This void, you know, void we hussy. Should, we should really make an effort. We should really make an effort. And it's hard with me around to make the, to make these episodes about more than just one clan. You know? <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's fine. Uh, I think Phoenix would definitely like the... They were the big talking point for the past quite a while, and they um they're in their death throes now. I think. So we'll see. Death throne. I think basically death you, 
You should take us out and shoot us, to be honest. Pretty no, much that's I, what think, we're I, to. I think they, they took it. Are you kidding? No fucking way. No, they're, no I think they're, they're leaving that tier zero point. Like, I, I don't think they're, they're in there. I think you'll find that with the lion pack coming out and unicorn and crane and then... Wait, wait, wait. Crab- hey, I, I, feel like, I feel like I need some clarity because I don't understand what you're all talking about. Are you saying that uh, Phoenix was tier zero, which I'm not disputing... But now they're trashed. Now they're trashed here. Is that what you're saying? I'm not saying. No, no, no. I'm we're, not, not, I'm not, we're not trashed here. I'm not saying we're they're trashed, trashed here. here. I, I'm going saying, back in the pit. Where, where, are you, where are you putting? I'm, where are you putting Phoenix? Oh, I I put him a tier one, probably comfortably. But, yeah, I've got Phoenix solidly in the tier one. Yeah, but yeah, like, the, we're, but that's we're, fine. We're back in the pit. Like they're, it's not like. Oh, sorry. okay, okay. Like <laughs> they're not they're not S class anymore. Yeah, they're not like yeah. a different game yeah. to everyone else, right? Yeah. So it's <laughs> like basically rock up with it. It's basically not like it was when the game first started, where you rock up with Scorpion and Phoenix will go. I'm just going to go home now. See you later. And and where most of the field was Scorpion. You know? Yeah, it, yeah. It, it's yeah. it's kind of like Phoenix are not that anymore. It's basically we're good, but it's not we win automatically like, you know you have to actually now do some work you still you still worry about the same things you worried about before but they just don't get those little advantages that scale like um embrace the void for example like that fate that probably makes a much bigger influence has a much bigger influence on the game that you're playing overall than you might expect early on because often you'd see it and you're like oh, i can't really burn a let go on that thing for two fate you know but yeah. but it um can make a very very big difference but you know, speaking, well, it's of, basically it was one card for one. Effectively, in the worst case scenario, it was one card for one free fate. Yeah, which that was which, the minimum. Which I don't, I don't think is worth it to be honest. But well, at a minimum, well, think about cards like um, Good Omen. Good Omen is basically a card for a fate. Nobody plays that. True. So I think well, if, you, if you're just trading a card for a fate or an honor, or if you're just exchanging any one of those for any one other of those, unless it's going to win you the game doesn't really seem worth it we were talking last week about how all of the restrictions on every card in this game and good omen is a perfect example right like the fact that you have to have a lower bid than your opponent which you can get completely locked out of right if you both bid one you've got nowhere to go right and day show has changed that thank you thankfully um to a degree i suppose but the fact that it also can't go on anyone that costs one or two to me is just bizarre like I don't like why, poor good omen. Like if <laughs> I I both resent and really enjoy the day show. Like I like that that <laughs> no like Miramoto's day show has made it so that both honor and dishonor victories are way more viable solely because of that card's existence. Yeah, but at the same time, it's to such a vulgar degree that okay. and it does but so let much. Let me put it this way. I was on the receiving end of a Miramoto's Day Show. Three, was it IGC Trainings that gives you that jewel that you can either ditch cards or um, lose honor? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, away, ju- and away, and away of the dragon. Jewelers training and away of the dragon. Yeah. So I had to deal with seven jewels in one turn, and that I could not bid one for. And all the opponent did went, "Yep, yeah, I just bid mm. one. You bid two. That's seven honor straight away." I find I get around that kind of thing by not being bad at the game. So. <laughs> 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 no no <Damn>. like <laughs> sick burn there buddy yeah, it, 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 it's just me it's me and butters all the time it's, it's pretty much you should hear us on tournament day no no pretty like, much we have most yeah. of the tournament in laughing because we're just absolutely 
trash talking each other. Yeah, but no, I think yeah. <laughs> now day shows they just make every jewel in your hand an auto win, is what they do. So you and the the effect on the jewel itself is just a kicker if you happen to win it, right? So it's yeah. it's it's lose lose for your opponent. It doesn't matter if they bid high or low or whatever. It's just a matter of how much honor they're giving you. So it's a super amazing card. Uh, okay, so. Let's have a chat about this deck. Um, oh, the so the Phoenix Void Void yeah. Slag deck. Go on, say it. Go <laughs> the, on. the Void Slag deck. All right. Um, the Void Slag deck. <laughs> the Void Slag. Now, this is built by Cardinet Online, who is a a local player. Mark over here. He and apparently Aaron and Clinton were hashing this out over the weekend. Now, the idea, near as I can tell... Actually, Clint, I'll let you run us through the point of this deck. Um, but I'll just brief that, really. The deck strategy in the text is whore the void ring, control the board, be a C-bomb. I won't go there. <laughs> so that's that's the strategy, right? Um, so, Clinton, what's the point? What do we do with the deck? So, basically, the deck idea came about of, funnily enough, after a dis- you know, discussion about how bad Tadaka was, is how much can phoenix be used to make people pretty much rage quit and and quit the game so we decided to have a look over well what's the next most painful phoenix personality and eugenia popped up so then that kind of led on to other things and the concept was how many times could you either recycle reuse or trigger the void ring (laughs) and that's how this came about so so how many how many void ring can you get off all four void rings in a turn is that a thing? And then sorry, you cut out for that one. Oh, so how many void rings can you get off in a turn? Effectively, if the stars align, uh, at the initial, um, basically in the initial inception, you could get at least two to three per turn. Um, looking at what marks updated now, pretty much, if he has the cards, he can uh, get a void ring trigger per turn or per conflict if he's lucky hmm. so you've got things like ancient oh what was it unveiled destinies for getting any other rings that you need because unveiled destiny ties it in with the secret avoid roll uh display of power if your opponent choose it hmm. know the world so, swap into it yep yeah, sorry so let me let me so looking at this deck um i'm just going to name a couple of the key pieces in the deck um and we'll provide a link in the show notes so you can have a look and follow along. Follow along, but um, it looks like the key pieces are unveiled destiny to put void onto whatever ring you happen to be attacking on. That's great. Mm-hmm. Um, Eugenia, obviously, to sort of trigger that. Know the world to put um, to put that back into the middle so you can attack on it again. Sukune, so that you can trigger void because Sukune. Kurui Mori, so that you can make any rings to make any ring void, um, and display of power, so that you can. Well, actually, display of power is probably near the end of the. Is that about it? Yeah, it's pretty it's much about fantastic. It. There's um, a couple of cards that I think you could still use, though. Like, I mean, that that's a lot. Don't get me wrong, but I, th- there are other things in there that I think. I feel like they're in there for the memes, and I appreciate that. Like, I, I get it. Like, <laughs> no, really. Like, Mark, like, like, Mark's basically run with it, and he's and he's fine tuning it. So I haven't had a look at this since that, the initial well, inception. I think fine tuning is a pretty heavy word to be throwing around. 
but um, <laughs> like he's okay. Yeah, this this tuning. Is, <laughs> this is this is good. Yeah. I enjoy this, but it's like so he's running the Chike order. Like half of his dynasty deck is four costs and above, <laughs> so he's like good. And you know he's running what Hante and Tadaka and Prodigy and Gisitoshi and Ogina and. There's honestly this may actually hurt I honestly knock Hante down to at least two. Three is too much. Uh, it, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, three is too much. I don't know. Any turn down to he two. keeps himself around. What what else we got? Uh, three waning hostilities, that's good times. Yeah. Well actually, so hang on. I, I was actually gonna say that waning hostilities is antithetical to the goals of this deck. Because you're trying to limit Oh, so you're limiting the amount of conflicts that there are in a turn. I have a feeling, and we'll have to, maybe we'll see if Mark can come on next week and run us through it very briefly, because we've already done to do it twice, but and we'll ask Luke, because it looks like to me you'd probably pass really early turn one, and maybe even turn two, so maybe they're in there to just mitigate the pain you take in the meantime, and then you drop Ugina. So just for some background, like Mark has sent a, a, to our local WA chat and Facebook here, um, a snap of him playing on Jigoku with his deck. So he's got on the table Isawa Yujina with four fate sitting on the table. And next to it is the only other character. He's got a Prodigy of the Waves with four fate. It's honored and it's got two Favor of the Kami, <laughs> one <laughs> Magnificent Kimono, a Finger of Jade, and an Ornate Fan. So it's like this enormous void claiming behemoth. <laughs> I suppose just triggers Regina over and over and over again. But I'm not sure what the uh, rest of the names special. are. But I, I found Regina actually, I've admittedly found him a lot more frustrating to play against than I expected. Um, mm. Like the I, ability to delete. You know, yeah. you know what? You know what I would do with the deck. Um, I would get rid of waning hostilities and put in maybe walking away, yeah. because I think if the whole if the whole ball game is to get Ugina on the table then you need to dig for Ugina mm. so if you're you di you're obviously expecting to go, the game to go to three or four turns compasses and for every walking the way that you play you probably speed up by a half a turn to a full turn in terms of like dynasty flops mm. yeah yeah man yeah. Um, I like I like the Hordy Magistrate but I don't like the Chikai Order Protector and I, I agree with your let's move Hante down to like a two or something. What's your um, what do you think of the peacemaker? Shiva Peacemaker. I've often rated him. I think mm. four one for one, even if it's only defensive, it's pretty good. Like I think Shiva Peacemaker is good in decks that care about their honor totals because in decks that care about sorry, not their honor totals, if they care about keeping a high honor count, I think that um, the peacemaker is good because you really should defend all of your conflicts in order to maintain the high honor. Mm. So he's, he's good there. But if you don't care about your honor total, then you probably don't care about defending conflicts too much. Yeah, fair enough. Therefore, he's not that great. I feel like, if nothing else, he's one fate, right? You drop him on the table for a turn, defend whatever military conflict your opponent throws at you, and that's four extra force they've got to bring up and just burn cards for. And you've sort of just defended... Yeah, I don't, I, don't, yeah I don't disagree. Uh, necessarily, uh, it's just he, you know he's he's an easy one for me to cut. Suppose he, fine. yeah, he takes up a, a shug slot, doesn't he? Really? Yeah. Well, or you know, you know what, you know what I think should be in that slot is actually the um, the one cost Earth Solemn Scholar, Solemn Scholar, Solemn Scholar. Solemn Scholar. Yeah. yeah, 
and I think you should up Know the World to a three because um, while it is important that you you want to trigger the Void Ring as much as possible, at the same time, you also want to turn on the abilities of the Prodigy, the Waves, and the Shield Peacemaker. Yeah. And you probably want to make use of Mastery Gishitoshi more than once, so I would up the Gishitoshi count to three. You know what I yeah. feel like is probably missing from this deck? You could probably replace Know the World, and I can't remember the name of the card, but it's either the Crane Pack or the Unicorn Pack had it where you return all rings after a glory count, return them That's all to the baseball. from the stream. Severed That's from the stream. Phoenix spell. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot yeah. of glory in this deck. Yeah. That Phoenix spell, like, yeah. I'm wondering why... And also, to be perfectly honest, I feel like, even though Isawa Morisato is just great, but um, I feel like, unfortunately, Kuden Isawa might be the goer as well. Well, there seems to be a disgusting amount of glory in this deck that, uh, you know, I agree that two glory here and there is kind of overkill. It's got like Serene, it's got Serene Warrior in it and things like that, but it doesn't have, it doesn't have any of the proactive, um, honouring effects. Uh, when the new cycle comes out and you can honour a Bushi, I think that will come into this deck. Uh, but it doesn't have the if you win by more than oh no that's not it uh, Benson's touch you bow a Shigunja to offer yeah. a person yeah 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 no I like it though I'm dead keen to, to see it in play I'm sure it's built it this way for a reason um, I think though you, you oh, probably you know what else? I would put yeah. in I would put in elemental fury into the provinces so that you can uh, swap more rings into void yeah yeah, yeah. no I like so, it if that's the goal yeah no I dig it I like the hey I just I just thought of something. Um, you know, if you keep eliminating your opponent's characters, actually there's going to be less opportunity for your opponent to declare attacks because they have no more characters. Hmm. I suppose that's good, right? Like if you've gotten to the point in the game where your opponent doesn't have any more characters, then it probably doesn't matter that they're not initiating. <laughs> you just deleting them to trigger more void ones, right? Yeah. <laughs> I suppose, yeah. Because I was going to say, oh, you need more ways to like strip fate off. But oh, if you're running void rings all the time, actually, you could what you'd run, you'd run um the Kami Unleashed, so you can pay two yep. fate and just trigger the void ring and oh, strip fate off on the way. Yeah, anything like yep. that. Oh, dude. Um, Swap swap shameful display for bloody the uh, temple, temple of the dragons. dragons. Yeah, I was yeah. just thinking that. Yeah. And I'm, how many more ways can we trigger void? So I feel like I saw a Katie probably belongs in there. Yeah, Katie should. Be, I noticed he stripped that out. Katie should be back in there because she just adds void to everything as well. Yeah, it's got to. Yeah. It's got to be more. I think we need to share this deck. This and, deck. This deck might have some play if you make some of these changes. Uh, at the very least, it'll make someone cry, and ultimately, that's the goal. <laughs> I mean. If you can release at least one person the tears in a tournament somewhere, then I think you've done your job and you can go home happy. You're probably going to get a card of some kind or or something. I think we can all agree that that's what we're here for. Or is that just me? Do you know what? <laughs> Do you know what? I think I think I'm, I'm I'm running through this deck in my mind, and I'm actually re I'm replacing Tadaka with Charge Bird. So that when I do lose Eugenia, I can bring him back out back. of discard pile. Yeah. Or when he gets clouded, you can just be like, oh, well, I'll, you know, just let him die and then bring him back out of discard pile, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I think, and as that, you said like before... That frees up your staple um, freaking splash as well to other things. Yeah, and as you said before, I think the, um, the Benton's Touch and... If you're running Benton's Touch, you're also running 
walking away, so you can dig. Um, you go Isu Ueno as well. Ueno, yeah. Oh, to, it, start, that right? Yeah, Ueno, or whatever it is. Ueno, yeah. 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 But I think, um, what you're doing, because I think you're right on with the walking away for the dig as well, for the filtering your discard, because you can also run, as I was saying before, the um, compasses also helps you filter some more. And mm. you've also got, what's the holding Phoenix have? The lighthouse? It lets yep, you filter your own filters. stuff. It'll filter anyone else's, but so yeah, if you come into the argument, if you, you know, if we haven't really forgotten libraries yeah. ever. If you, yeah, well, forgotten library is so good though. But if you if you double down on this pretty hard, like you could you could get some pretty solid um, consistency, I think, out of this deck. Well, that's the that's the thing. So you would you would get consistency in terms of void triggers, I think, most likely. Yep. But in terms of the payoff with Eugenia, you still need to get three out of one of three out of forty cards out of your dynasty deck, and you've only got you've only got that range of four cards that you can look at per turn. So, yeah, I think you could charge. Bird I think walking away is going to be a big help. But if you're going to do walking away, I think you need to do Cued Nasala. Yeah, but in the new cycle as well, you've got that air province. I spotted. Um, what was it? Imperial summons, five province strength. Yeah, the new one. Uh, grab a. I think is it grab any personality and refill it with this province face. Is it any person or top five cards? I think it's any person. Let me have a quick look. Wow. Yeah, I saw it because straight away I thought, holy shit, uh, bird chicken charge. Yeah, that makes sense. Because it goes with appealing to the fortune and fortunes and all the rest. I'm just having a quick look now. Give me a sec. I thought that was just the top we, five. This game, this game is going to go mental in a couple of months when we get. Well, yeah, but that's this game's going to go nuts. It's kind of why I want to open things up. It's Emperor summons. Seeker roll only. Sorry. Yep. Oh, it's not Arthur's type five cards. You go through your whole dynasty and grab any person you like. Yeah. And it's not restricted to unique or anything. It's any card. It's just secret roll. Yeah, that makes charge bird a lot more fun. Makes charge bird, makes fetching, anything. And it's a nice five strength as well. I, I like that. I know, I think it was... Who was it? It was either it was either Jade Throne or it was Imperial Advisor. Weren't a big fan. But, um... I th- Were not, did you say? Yeah, they, they weren't into that at all. They thought it was just not great at all. Is it because it's an honor reveal? Maybe yeah, like a one shot, but you know what? Add it. Well, it's only it's only good if you want to buy the thing or if you can get it out of the province on the turn that it gets hit, because you need to then defend the conflict in order to make uh, take advantage of the guy the thing that you just got. Yeah, but there are plenty. Um, no, nah, there. So charging out of Fushito is a bit. No, nah, out of out of charge bird and also out of lion and out of unicorn, they've all got this dynasty con dynasty deck recursion that even if you flick the guy away you can still use them oh anyway. yeah so yeah. Anyway. Yeah. anyway that's really good i think we're though at about the end of our allotted ramble time <laughs> that's it stop the clock dead keen um so did you guys want to shout anybody out or any any events or things like that um we have an elemental championship in july over here in Perth, which is very exciting because we didn't think we were getting one. Um, and I think nationals, so we're going to have a national event in Australia at some point soon, which is being worked on presently uh, because we're probably yep. not getting a Kotai because FFG hate us. Um, <laughs> I think, I think to be fair to FFG, which don't get me wrong, uh, it's not easy, but uh, I think. 
but the way the way that it worked over here was that we've got all these stores and the distributors and things like that trying to work all of these events and ffg and that lot weren't able to reach an agreement and i don't necessarily think that it's ffg's fault i think they just weren't able to to sort it out I, I'm electing to blame. I really FFG. wish they would just sort of so, <laughs> give, it over, give it over to a player or something. But, yeah, yeah, I think. Well, look, honestly, like there are a lot of people here that would have all prepaid to, to do that stuff just to support it and get it to go. Like heaps of us, yeah. but it's really frustrating. We're not, I don't think the southern hemisphere has a cote at all. I'd yeah. love to be proven wrong, but you know. Anyway, oh well. It's good that you mentioned. It's good that you mentioned the elemental championship because then you can get your worlds invite and you can over to worlds you know and so it's almost like a cote but not quite yeah it'd be great to get over there and um be beaten by new people that'd be good <laughs> that's right be beaten by people from all over the world yeah yeah and then all these people that have um, heard the other podcast be like oh you look just as douchey as i thought you would um <laughs> anyway. if you go to worlds if you go to worlds i hear that you can get like a hidden city rollers bowling tea bowling show thing oh that's exciting that's it. Does that incentivize it a bit for you? I'm not saying yes. everybody that goes to Worlds. I'm saying that if you go to Worlds, <laughs> that could be a thing that happens. We'll sort it out. We'll get our, our pimped out stuff. Go to go to Minneapolis, get a t-shirt. Yep. I'll buy my I Heart Minneapolis Rollers t-shirt. Everyone should go. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. But look, I think we've, we're going to wrap up. Yeah. So, Quentin, thanks very much for coming on and having a ramble with our nonsense. Not a problem. Easy. And Merlin, uh, Thanks for having me. we will chat later. We'll post a whole bunch of links for people in the description. You bet. Easy as. Have a good one, guys. Take care, folks. Bye. Yeah. Cheers.